everyone, and welcome to the Imaginal Space podcast. My name is Catherine Perry, and I will be your host as we share space and explore the story of the ocean. So when the ocean came through to support our exploration of the storm in the previous episode, it was really, really fascinating. Um, Obviously, highly recommend that you check it out. But today we are focusing solely on the ocean and The ocean came through in such a powerful, powerful way the last time, you know, we shared space together with the storm and I was so inspired and I just felt so guided by the story that I wanted to explore it a little bit more. So just a little bit of a quick recap of what we found or what came through with regards to the ocean the last time. I don't know why, but sometimes just random things pop into my mind whenever I'm, you know, spending time with the archetypes. And something that came through almost immediately when I saw the ocean was this little fun fact about the oceans on Earth and how apparently only about 20%, and this is according to Google, so... I mean, you can take everything with a grain of salt, but I've heard this in multiple places. So maybe the numbers aren't, you know, 100% consistent, but it's it's really, really fascinating that apparently we have only explored about 20% of the oceans on the earth and about 80%, so, you know, some simple math there, um, has gone completely um, unexplored, you know, not even touched. And so for me, what the ocean represents to me, the archetype of the ocean, it's the unconscious depths of our soul, you know? And that's why I really wanted to dig deeper into the ocean today, because where I am right now, personally, I mean, I feel as if the archetypes connect us all in this beautiful way. But even in my own personal life, I have been investigating and exploring, you know, what does it mean for me to really, you know, take a deep dive and investigate my inner ocean? So what I discussed a little bit in the previous episode, I'm not going to repeat everything, but just, you know, to keep the flow and keep it moving a little bit. I thought it was... What came to me or what came through with regards to, you know, on Earth, how we have only really explored physically 20% of the world's oceans was this idea that, you know, with everything now that is out there on the Internet and, you know, all of the wonderful, beautiful healing sessions that we can receive and, you know, other people coming through as guides healers and teachers, you know, for us when we seek them out, you know, I'm like a huge fan of, you know, seeing, you know, healers, teachers, guides of all sorts in order to expand our minds, expand our hearts, and ultimately, you know, dive deeper into our own personal oceans. But on the other hand, sorry, my voice just totally cracked. Um, On the other hand, however, that can only get you so far, you know, because as I've noticed, you know, when it's, it's, it's so interesting. So when we stick to, let's say the 
surface 20% of our personal ocean. I feel as if right now there are so many tools that support that exploration of the first 20%, you know? That that could be anything, by the way. By the oh, and uh let me just mention that the three cards that are going to be supporting the exploration of the ocean are the eternal child, the womb, and the vessel, but we will get to those later as they come. But the vessel uh combined with the ocean right now, actually, I believe the vessel was it was in the last reading with the storm. The vessel has been coming up a lot lately. Um, the vessel is I mean, that could be because the vessel is one of my key guides in this life, but that's possibly something separate. I don't, who knows? You know, it's the mystery, but where was I? Yes. So when it comes to the first 20%, the, you know, top 20% of us exploring the depths of our soul, there's so many beautiful tools that come in so many different forms, you know, to explore that within ourselves. And there are so many different teachers, like physical teachers, guides, et cetera, that can, you know, kind of show us the way, you know, when it comes to that top 20% of what is commonly explored, you know, so you have your mystical tools like astrology, human design, um, what else, like numerology, essential oils, um, your aura color, like all of these really, really cool, fun things, which I mean, I've the chakra system I've explored so many, so I'm like, you know, where are they, you know? Um, what else could there possibly... Look, you know what I'm talking about. You know, all of those really, really cool, fun, mystical tools, those are really, really great... What are they? Like a gateway, you know, to get into the top 20% of your ocean. And what I'm when I also say that, I mean, you know, learning about those tools from other people, top 20%. It, that's kind of like the the entryway. So, for example, let's just say I am a total beginner because we all are at some point, right? You know, some of us, maybe some of us just come out of the gate, you know, not so much. But in this human life, you know, we all have a beginning point, okay? So from that beginning point, you know, I'm starting as I very much was, or I could just talk about, I guess, my own experience. But you know, when I kind of knew, I just had a feeling that, you know, exploring my soul was going to be just a large part of my life in some way. I went to a shop and this book, it's called Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Mace. It's a great book. You know, I'm not now I'm like by no means an expert on like the chakra system, not like I ever was. Um, but I'm a little bit out of touch with it now since I haven't, you know, read anything or studied anything recently. But that's like a beautiful example. You know, that was my gateway into everything. Even though I had no idea what the chakras were or, you know, what I could possibly have to learn. In fact, when I, I mean, she does a really, really great job, you know, because when I started reading her book, I didn't feel like I was in over my head or anything like that. She comes, you know, she shares stories. She's a phenomenal storyteller and a phenomenal teacher. Um, so, so beautiful. But, you know, she shares stories surrounding the different chakras and, you know, different ways of healing that make it just, it's so personable, so accessible. And you can kind of see yourself in every single one of the stories. So it's a beautiful, beautiful book. Um, 
But yeah, so for me, you know, when I was kind of just dipping my toe into the ocean and I needed a guide, you know, that book, you know, showed up for me. And there's no right way to kind of, you know, start exploring your soul. You know, that's why so many different tools, so many different languages exist so that you can explore it in your own way. And so I feel as if I learned so much from Carolyn. Um, I feel like I learned so much from so many other teachers, you know, when I was like kind of wading into the ocean a little bit, you know, learning a little bit more about astrology. But there also there are so many other tools that are have nothing to do with like mysticism. You know, I learned a lot about myself and my soul from gardening, from farming and from taking care of animals. So just being in that very natural setting, I learned a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot about my personal soul and like the depths of my soul from just, you know, hiking, a lot of hiking. I'm a big hiker. Um, so, but that's, that's a little bit later, but so, but just so you know, there are just, there's so many different ways, you know, it doesn't all have to be about like tarot cards or archetype cards or cards of literally any kind. There are just so many different ways to do it. And there's so many different ways, as you know, to explore your soul. However, what gets interesting is, you know, so at first, you know, kind of started out, you know, reading books. I was like putting my feet in, just getting my feet wet in the ocean. And then, you know, as I'm moving and I'm like, okay, it would be really, really cool to, you know, learn instead of, you know, reading, you know, a book and reading general information to go a little bit, you know, more inward and learn more about me specifically. So that's when I got, you know, different healings and different readings. And, you know, I kind of, I mean, I'm not going to throw like it, the numbers vary. There are no numbers. What am I talking about? There are literally no numbers. There are no, there's no way of measuring this. I'm just using like the 20%, 80% as like a comparison sort of thing. But when still within that 20%, you know, I would get like readings and healings to go you know, basically just deeper than what I thought uh, reading a book, you know, could do for me at the time. And by the way, I've read, you know, like, I mean, there is one book, like even just one passage of one book that literally changed the entire course of my life. And I could just read that passage over and over and over again. So books are powerful. You know, it's just like your relationship with them and how you use them, you know, as um, which will come through with the vessel. Um, But anyway. What happened, though, which I thought was really interesting was I kind of hit a wall and that's when I, you know, had waded in deep enough, you know, now I'm like moving around. I'm like swimming, maybe I'm like snorkeling because I'm like a little bit deeper in the ocean, just a little bit. But when I kind of bumped up against that 20% threshold, I realized, you know, the only per not person, but it, it was kind of like a knowing just inside that there was no person, no book, you know, no healing modality on its own that was going to take me into the 80%, the untouched, the unconscious 80% of my soul that I was craving to just to get to know. And 
I was really confused for a really, really long time. You know, how do I get there? How am I, how, how do I even swim deeper? You know, and I just kind of knew like, it's a lot of this is going to be on my own. And so what's interesting about the vessel in conjunction with the ocean, and I had a feeling that these two would be here because I've mentioned this before, and it's very, very, very important. You know, your fellow life forms, forms of creation, forms of spirit are so important, you know, in terms of you getting to know your own soul. So what changes, what's so interesting about it is what changes about, oh, sorry, there was like a, I just saw like a bee in my window, but I mean, it's okay. Sorry, I'm like kind of terrified of bees sometimes. Um, not sometimes, all the time. Um, but anyway, so what changes about other people being your teacher is that instead of them in their physical form being the teacher, spirit as like through them is your teacher instead. And it's very subtle, but it's a very, very, very big difference. So I talked about this um, in the storm, you know, about how spirit coming through my sister, you know, one time when we were spending a lot of time together and we got into a disagreement. And for me, it there were like, what is it? Kind of like alarm bells going off because we don't really get into disagreements, you know? So it was more of like, oh, wow, we are disagreeing on something. Like you need to pay attention to this. You know, spirit came through her as my teacher in that moment. So that's kind of the subtle change. So for example, when I was reading Carolyn's book, The Anatomy of the Spirit, years ago, and I was just beginning to wade into the ocean, that book was my teacher. You know, the words I was reading on the page were my teacher. Or, you know, the information was my teacher just because I was reading, I was soaking everything in like a sponge. And so, by the way, so was everything else, you know, I learned, you know, within the realm of like mysticism, you know, that was my teacher. And then as I crossed over this threshold, I noticed it wasn't the information anymore that was my teacher. It was the, not the spirit of the information, but kind of, yeah, the spirit of the information or the spirit in the form of the information or the spirit of the author who provided the information. I'm not sure how many ways I can like, you know, say that that makes sense. Um, but that's what it, that's just what changed was instead of, you know, or like, for example, oh, I remember this day crystal clear. So I went to, um, actually, yes, about one year ago, um, yeah, one year ago, I about, you know, around there, hit her like plus or minus a couple of weeks. Um, I went to this beautiful kind of not like a lecture, not really. Um, it was kind of like a mix between like a lecture and a meditation, if you can kind of imagine what I'm talking about. So it was a little bit of like not luxury, but information and meditation. And so when I was there, I took a lot of notes, you know, because I really, really loved what the speaker had to say. I thought it was beautiful. And I was like, I'm just like, I've always been that kind of person to, you know, write down a bunch of notes and stuff like that. Um, 
And I was just like typing them, typing them, you know, just like on my phone, you know, because I, I mean, I forgot a pad and paper. Usually I carry around a journal with me. I totally forgot it because it never occurred to me to bring one, but you know, I'd just be tapping them away and I have no idea what happened, but by the time I left, the notes were gone. And I just, I couldn't find them, you know, and I'm not, I'm not bad with computers. I was a computer science major. I'm not bad with technology, whatever, but they were gone. And I could, I tried everything. I was like, where's the trash bin? Like what's going on? And I looked it up on the internet and sometimes iPhones just have this weird glitch where things can go missing. And that's kind of what it was. And there's like a There was like somebody who like set up a service to recover it, but they were like, oh yeah, it's like $300. And I was like, so I have to pay money to get my notes back. And that just really bothered me. But basically it was just kind of like a freak accident, you know, within my phone, you know, not something, it wasn't super serious, but at the time I was just so annoyed because I put so much time and effort into taking the notes in the first place. And In that moment or when I went to, you know, when I was like trying to retrieve the notes and like fix it and like, you know, do, you know, who knows what with that, I just I just understood your time of taking notes is over, you know, your time of like relying on physical information and like taking notes and like wandering around because like when I say I would I wanted to soak up information like a sponge. That is not an exaggeration. Like I would always be, you know, listening to podcasts, you know, taking notes on my phone, like looking at them. And it just marked the threshold of if you really, really, really want to grow, this needs to end. And I kind of ignored it, right? As, you know, people do sometimes. And so I really, really got the message when I think about a week, no more than two weeks later, I was at the Botanical Gardens and I was taking some pictures of water lilies. And when I, (laughs) this was really, really terrible. I was so upset. Um, When I was taking, it's not actually that bad. In the moment, it was like, everything exploded. No, it's funny. You know, it's like a funny story sort of. Um, but yeah, when I was taking photo, I was like listening, I was listening to a podcast and I was taking a bunch of photos of water lilies in this gorgeous, gorgeous pond. And then I lifted up and one of the lilies was at like a weird angle. And I, so I kind of shifted my shoulders and I'm doing this really funny motion now. But I'm, yeah, I'm holding my camera. It's got kind of a, a heavier macro lens, too, that I was just getting used to. So I'm, like, lifting it up, like, you know, shifting it to the side. And my camera strap just knocks out one of my headphones into the pond. And, you know, again, at first I was like, shoot, you know, it's just lost in the water. And it's uh, since it was at a garden, it's not like I could just go into it, the pond and fish it out, you know, like nobody's allowed to just like, you know, go in there and what, go swimming? No. And I wasn't going to ask anybody like, hey, can you look for this tiny little headphone in your pond? Thank you very much. No, you know. So, but to me, it was just like another, not a sign, but, you know, kind of like that, um, that it was time to stay 
kind of be more in silence and to stop. So it's kind of like two separate signs. So, but in the kind of in the same message. So the first one was just like, girl, you got to stop, you know, taking a bunch of notes. You know, this is not really how you learn, you know, if you want to go deeper, you know, in the way that you claim that you want to. And then another part to that was also you need to listen to you and not to other people because the information on its own of other people will only take you so far. And it was like inside, I was like, I know I want to go deeper, but, and I just, I wasn't taking the, you know, the necessary steps to get to where I wanted to go. So the headphone was in the pond and my notes were gone. And I was like, okay, I really need to take this seriously before. I don't know. I lose like my, I don't even know before I lose something else. That's like not the point, but it definitely, it got my attention both times because I've always been like a serious note taker. And I also, I use those, those headphones were like an appendage. I use them all the time. And later, you know, I found out much, much later when I really started listening, the reason why I can't have my headphones in all the time, either listening to podcasts or audiobooks or music or what have you is because a lot of my information comes through me hearing stuff. And it's just, it's so much easier to kind of hear myself, hear the different tones here and of the different messages and like notice when they come or, you know, where they all weave together. It's just so much easier to do that if I'm not listening to somebody else's voice over that. Because it, I mean, it's not like I couldn't hear anything or didn't receive messages if I was listening to a podcast, but it's it's just a lot easier if you're, you know, kind of swimming around and just, you know, dipping into your unconscious 80% for the first time. It's just so much easier to do without any distractions. So what I learned from that day forward, and so this is the ocean and the vessel. The first thing I want to talk about with regards to the ocean is this concept that you know, the information of this world is beautiful and people create it from their hearts. And it's so amazing, you know, truly to see what it is that people are able to create. However, if you really want to take the, you know, that journey, I don't know, I feel like that's that's such an overused word, but I don't have another, I don't have another word like expedition. Um, if you really want to do that, and take that leap and just really, really take a deep dive, you kind of have to let go of, or in my case, it's just an example. So it might not be like a perfect translation, but let me say this, you kind of, you need to let go of what you are used to. I'll say that much. So for me, it just so happened that, you know, I was really, really used to relying on other people for information. You know, I was so used to at the time relying on, you know, books, audiobooks, podcasts, and then eventually later readings for information. And all of the information was great. That's not the problem. The problem is not the information that was being given to me. It's just that at some point, my relationship, my relationship to it was kind of preventing my own growth, you know? So my relationship to it relying on like, I don't know, this book as like gospel or like, you know, if that's like the right phrase, um, or like, this is like, 
you know, what I don't I don't even know, like or relying on, you know, whatever, you know, somebody had to say as like, you know, this is like what you do or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that I what I learned is that that was just not going to work anymore in order for, you know, what I wanted to accomplish. So here's where the vessel comes in, because at first I was a little bit confused by that. I was like, wait a minute, I can't. What am I just supposed to ignore all people, all, you know, life forms on this planet? Like, where do they fit into this mess, you know, that I just don't quite seem to understand? And again, what, again, subtle change, but a really, really great change that occurred was me just realizing, hold on, all I'm doing here is, you know, whenever I interact with someone or if I do, I still love audiobooks, still really love podcasts. But what's changed is I'm not like, you know, listening to them typing word for word what the person has to say. I'm just, I'm, what I'm really connecting to is their soul and how they move through this life, their spirit and, you know, their, you know, connection to the mystery, you know, and that is what I'm really, really taking in instead of, you know, what they are saying. It's like how they see it, how they move, how they receive their messages, how they live their life, how they treat people, you know, it's more of the how instead of the what. And what's so beautiful about that is, you know, with, and again, the vessel itself, I keep forgetting to like sometimes, you know, give like a summary of each card. Sometimes it's necessary, sometimes it's not. The vessel to me represents, you know, everything you see around you is a form of spirit here to guide you in some way. But again, what is guiding you is not necessarily the physical form. It is spirit within the physical form together, you know? So, I mean, let's say um, it, it's it's so interesting how it works. But, and for me, hearing is like kind of the only example I can give. But sometimes if I hear someone say something and I'm like, oh, you know, like, what'd you say? Um, that's just a single for me, like a bat signal or something, you know, like Katie, pay attention, you know? to whatever it is that's going on, you know, or if I hear someone or here's like hearing and feeling if I if I'm like listening to a podcast, you know, and I'm just like going for a walk or something and I hear someone say something and I feel something special, I'm like, oh, let's pay attention to how spirit is showing up, you know, within this person because there is a message there, you know, because I felt something there. It's that sort of thing. So um, yes. So for, with regards to the, so that's one of the things that I knew that was going to come through for the ocean was that, you know, when you're kind of learning more about, you know, your personal ocean, your soul, and, you know, everything that it has to show you, you're really, it requires this I mean, and maybe maybe not for you, but for me, I've noticed it requires this state of presence and, you know, really re and honoring and respecting the spirit within everyone, the spirit within yourself that is able to connect to the spirit within everyone and everything else. And to me, that is the great, I mean, for me in this life, I mean, like I said, the vessel is a special card for me, so it might not be exactly the same for you. But that's one of my greatest teachers is understanding that spirit is within everyone and everything. And that 
spirit within, you know, the different vessels, the different life forms is what is guiding you. And ultimately, since spirit is within me, you, my plants over there, um, I don't even know, the grass outside, it's always guiding you, but it's all one thing. So that would be one of the first things. And actually, I was like, I knew that example of the meditation. So, okay, go all the way back to that informational meditation thingy I was talking about earlier. During one of the things I've never forgotten and see, you know, again, the information that you really need, it just stays with you. So the card I'm looking at right now is the eternal child. So what's important about the eternal child is this. The meditation I went to was one to, I was so curious about this. So a little bit of preface, my grandmother passed away around, or I can't remember if it was like, um, it was either, it's so interesting. It was either before or after, but either, either way, I, we, we knew my grandmother was going to pass away, you know, around this time. So basically, you know, what you need to know is I went to this, you know, meditation information, who knows what you would even call it, honestly, um, with the intention of, you know, I'm so curious about ways to be able to connect with my grandmother when she passes away, or maybe she did already pass away. The timeline is a little bit fuzzy, but either way, since we kind of knew that it was coming in, I mean, we didn't know when, but we knew that was the intention. So the, yes, the topic of said meditation was how to connect to the spirit world. And I was also, it was just something I was so fascinated by because I felt like I had no connection to the spirit world, whatever. That's probably a whole separate conversation, but it is kind of like part of the ocean too. You know, just in that the spirit world is so vast and it's truly infinite. And the the wealth of, you know, information and love that comes from the spirit world is also infinite. So one of the most important things I learned from my, you know, the leader of the discussion of the meditation was that this basically, basically what it was and to like sum it up is you kind of need to channel you know, your eternal child, maybe your inner child, if you know it that way, but your eternal child within you. And that is your entryway to the spirit world. That is how he taught it. I'm sure there are so many other ways to teach it, but that just really stuck with me, you know, in that understanding that, you know, none of this is super difficult, you know, depending on what you're talking about, you know, connecting with spirits is not hard. It it just depends on, you know, if you're just willing to really just like let go a little bit. And so what he was saying is, you know, what you need to tap into is this child within you that's not afraid of being wrong or is not concerned with being right or wrong, because that is kind of what, you know, if anything, that's what kind of blocks you from receiving messages is like, is this right? Is this wrong? Am I connecting in the right way or the wrong way. And children don't worry about that. Children just, you know, play around and have fun. And that was kind of the central message 
of this meditation was whenever we are connecting with the spirit world, have fun and just like keep it, not keep it light, but don't get bogged down in worrying about, am I doing this in the right way? Am I receiving the right messages? Just have fun and relax. So have fun, you know, shoulders back, just relax and, you know, feel into it or, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. And so that is a big part of exploring your inner ocean. So, oh, might be a little bit of a read there, there. Um, yeah, so maybe that's a little bit of an example. So I talked about this a little bit last time, but all right, so we are past the first 20%, and this is why it's really, really important. So we're past the first 20% where, you know, you can ask people questions, you can get information from books, you know, that takes you, you know, to amazing places, but it only gets you so deep. And now we want to go deeper. So here's where the eternal child comes in. The way that you can go even deeper, for me, at least what I've learned, is to just like let go. And again, and I think the child here is very important because it's also kind of letting go of what it is that you think that you already know. So Something else woven into the eternal child is a very, very open mind, an open mind and an open heart. That's what you need, you know, to learn. And that actually ties into the womb, but we'll get to that in a second. So what you need is just to chill out, open mind, open heart and uh, judgment. That's a that's another thing that's coming through. Um I think there's been so much and it's great, you know, so many conversations surrounding what releasing judgment is. That's kind of like going back into the whole, you know, don't worry about like, is this right? Is this wrong? You know, whatever else. Just just be there. Just be there like children do. Just be there in the present and just like, you know, so I do believe that this came through as like a double message. So Here's an example, and I talked about this a little bit last time. I I can't remember just how much. So for me, when I kind of came to that threshold and I knew that I wanted to go so much deeper into, you know, my soul and learn more about, you know, its expression, what messages were down there. I knew in my in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm going to have to go to a place that I didn't even think really that I knew existed within me, but that I just like it, it's it's so interesting. So I knew that whatever the way it deeper and deeper into my ocean, into my soul was to pay attention to what I already knew within my heart, but was but I was kind of too intimidated or too scared to touch. And for me, it was the idea of motherhood, you know, because for me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I guess I am at the age, you know, where I could have a kid, you know, because I have my period. So, you know, that's what that is. Right. Um, You know, mentally and like just developmental wise, not in the space to have a child, you know, sometimes I'm like, um, you are a child. We can't have children taking care of children, you know, in that way. Um, but that's just a me thing, right? So for me, and this is where it gets interesting, again, 
for going deeper and deeper into the ocean, and I might have talked about this last time, you almost, if there's something where you're like, you know, you're thinking this is like such a big part of me and it's always been there, but it makes no sense to me and it doesn't make much sense to, you know, dig deeper into it. Chances are that's exactly where you need to go. And then the world, it just opens up. It just blossoms before your eyes. So for me, that was the idea of being a mother. So it's not that it didn't make any sense, you know, because being a mother is, you know, very, it's realistic. You know, it's very, very possible for me. It's not uncommon. But for me, where I am right now, I was like, why am I even going to touch that, you know, until I'm like in my early 30s, you know? Why would I even look at that, you know, because I'm not trying to conceive, you know, that's just not where I am in my life. So, yes, it's not totally abnormal, but on the flip side, the timing of it, it it doesn't make any sense. So, again, chances are if you're like if you have something in your mind and you're like, I've never really quite understood that. I've always been kind of curious and it's always been, you know, within my heart, but like that doesn't make any sense. You're probably headed in the right direction. So, um, long story short, just so I don't tell the same story over and over and over again, I ended up, I, I had already scheduled a reading with someone because I was like curious about something else. And then the day before, um, because it came in like an email, so I had to, you know, let the person know, like, this is my intention. I just changed it. And I said, can I ask about motherhood and potential children instead? And she was like, yes, of course you can. Um, and I was just, oh my gosh, it was so funny because I text, uh, not texted, I emailed her like, can I ask about this? You know, does it make any like just, and she was probably like, yes, yes, Catherine. Yes and no, no, it, it it's fine. You can ask whatever you want. But here I was just, you know, sitting there typing, you know, I'm not, can I ask about motherhood even though I'm not trying to be a mom right now? And I don't really know what that means. And can I ask about potential children? Like, does that even exist? Like, just this long-winded email. And she just wrote back, yes, you can ask whatever you want. You know, because in my mind, it sounded weird. And, you know, for her, she probably heard about it all the time, you know? Or, and it was just like, that's another point, you know? Sometimes in our heads, we think things are so weird and so uncommon And what I received from her was like, literally, this is not that weird. Okay, like just chill out just like a little bit. And it gave me so much information and it launched me into this, you know, not what is it kind of like a new chapter, you know, of my life and knowing myself on just such a just like a deeper level than it's it's literally unlike anything. I could have possibly imagined years ago, you know, beyond anything I could have ever hoped for when I first cracked open, you know, Carolyn's book. It's it's just so above and beyond that. But that's not something that I would have I don't I don't know if I'd be in the same space, you know, if I didn't just, you know, put aside what makes sense, you know, what makes I'm putting up some air quotes here, logical sense, you know, that had to go before I was able to kind of come to this space. 
So that kind of ties into the womb a little bit. And this is another card that I kind of like, I was sensing that might come up or something like it. Um, the womb is the ultimate nurturing, loving, holding space card, you know, like the nourishing card. So, oh, I love this actually. So what's so interesting about, you know, whether it doesn't matter, you know, what what gender you are, just like imagine this for a second, you know, imagine that, you know, you are just a parent and you are going to, you know, have a child, you know, again, whether it's like actually physically inside of you or not, doesn't really matter. Um, but what you're doing when you make the decision to have a child, you know, no matter who you are or, you know, what your what body you are in, you know, if you make the decision, if you can imagine yourself making the decision to have a child, you can imagine this. What it is when you decide to have a child from what I'm receiving, because I don't have any, you know, so this is all kind of just hearsay. Um, but I've been thinking about this a lot, too, that when you agree to have a child, you don't know you know, what they're going to be like. You know, you have no idea what their soul is going to be like. You have no idea what their personality is going to be like. You have no idea, you know, what they're going to grow to be. It's all a beautiful, beautiful mystery. But by either, you know, whether you're just, you know, whether you go in with the intention of having a child and, you know, you're excited for you know, it to come into this physical space or whether you were actually physically holding, you know, that child within your body, what you're doing is you are holding space for all of this for the unknown. You are holding space for the unknown potential that that child will bring, you know, because we have no idea anymore. You know, what's so cool about this is, you know, you know, I think that, you know, maybe even not this far back, but when my parents had me, you could make way more, I, I mean, I think they thought, you know, you can make way more predictions about your child and what they would be like. You know, gender reveal parties were such a huge thing. I mean, there's still a thing now. I'm wondering how much longer that'll last, but now you can't even do that. I mean, you can, but... um. You kind of can't just because you don't know, you know, you don't know when that child actually comes into this physical space if that's who they truly are, you know? So that's why I'm so in love with, you know, all of the LGBTQIA2S conversations plus um, because even though you, what, what it basically says is even though your child appears to be some way when it comes out, and yeah, sure, it might have like a gender assigned at birth. And so because of that, you assume that they might be, you know, cis or straight or whatever. You can make all of the assumptions that you want, but it might not turn out that way. And so because they are their own soul with, you know, their own, you know, inclinations, their own intentions, or even just if you don't believe in any of that, they're just their own person, you know? So what's so beautiful about the womb card, and again, none of these cards, all of the archetypes, none of them are gender specific, which is great, you know? So even if, you know, you're just like, if you don't have one or whatever, it doesn't really matter, okay? Because this archetype is for you too. 
So that's why the womb, uh, the way that it's coming through for me right now is this idea of holding space for the unknown and the unknown potential and the unknown possibility. And that is the consciousness that you need to carry into the ocean. So back to my example, what has brought me deeper and deeper into the ocean as just like a vehicle is this womb consciousness. So, you know, it's it, it's so amazing, you know, how it can just take you so, so deep. But it does, what it takes is this great strength and this great strength of your heart to, you know, cradle and to nourish and to nurture, you know, something that you you don't quite know how it will unfold yet. And that's why I use the example of a child. Just, be, oh, well, I mean, because it's called the womb and because, you know, that's that's how children are. You know, they are a bundle of infinite possibilities where it, you just, you have no idea, you know, how they will turn out. So just imagine that. You know, so whether you're physically carrying one or not or like whatever, it doesn't really matter. When you make the agreement to have one, you're tapping into this womb consciousness where you are agreeing, maybe, you know, hopefully you are consciously agreeing that, you know, you will hold space for your child no matter how they are or how they turn out. You know, it's not to say that like, you know, I don't even know what it's going to say. I mean it was probably something about expectations. Um, you know, it's not that you can't, I guess, have visions for your child, but I guess it's kind of this balance of, you know, well, maybe this is digging too deep into children, but it, it, it is kind of the same thing. Instead of, instead of having like all of these expectations of who they are and like what their personality will be and like what their future is and blah, blah, blah. It's, just imagine instead letting them just show you and reveal to you who they are. And that's kind of what this is. So this ties a little bit into the vision, just a little bit. Um, but we don't, we, we can use that as an example. But just now, it, you know what it is? Instead of um, a baby, like a person in the womb, imagine... Imagine kind of like your own soul or something. Oh, that is interesting, actually. So, oh, that is really interesting. So yesterday, um, I think it was on Instagram or somewhere. I think it was because, you know what? Yesterday was the new moon in Cancer. I'm like not great at astrology and I don't know too much about it anymore. But I know that like I know some of the themes that are associated with it that makes this fascinating that the womb and the eternal child came to play in the same um, to bring together a message. But yeah, it was a cancer sun and a cancer moon at some point in the day. It was like only for three hours. Um, so it was a new moon in cancer. That was yesterday. And then the move, <laughs> the moon moved into Leo. And so I know cancer is, or as far as I know, you know, um, not the expert whatsoever, but I'm pretty sure cancer has to do with like the mother, the home and family. And because I think Capricorn is like the father 
or something. But yeah, I think Cancer is like the mother, the home, and family. And Leo is, I am a Leo, so I kind of know a little bit more about it. Um, but Leo is like a little bit of inner child healing and like creativity and stuff like that. So what I find fascinating about these two cards coming together, oh, the message I saw on Instagram. So when I was just scrolling through Instagram yesterday during, again, Cancer Sun, and it might have been, it could have been the Cancer Moon or the Leo Moon. It changed yesterday. That's why I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't keep up with it. But someone said something like, imagine what it would be like to hold space for your own divine mother and your own divine child at the same time in your heart and in your body. Not those exact words, but something like that. You know, imagine what that would be like. And so what I was going to say is, okay, so this, um, yeah, what I was going to say about that is, you know, taking the womb here, it's kind of like what goes into the womb, again, not now moving away from the example of like the physical child, but instead your soul goes there, okay? So now what you are nurturing, what you are loving with unconditional love, unconditional space, and what you are allowing to unfold and blossom, you know, as you go deeper and deeper into the ocean is your soul, okay? Or or you could call it, again, that's why it ties into the eternal child. You could call it the eternal child. You could call it your inner child. You can call it literally whatever you want. Um But that to me is, that's kind of what I believe that she was getting at with this message. You know, imagine that you are the, and again, if you're not um, the archetype of the mother, it's for everybody. You know, this deck has the mother, the father, like the queen, the king. Gender doesn't, it's not really um, a thing with the archetype cards, but um, you could say parent maybe. Okay, so... Imagine having you, your inner, imagine just like putting your attention and putting your love on your inner parent and your, and cradling your, your inner parent that is like holding space for your inner child, your eternal child, your soul. That's how you go deeper into the ocean. So the way that I went deeper into the ocean and learned more than I than I even thought was possible was by doing that. You know, it was by honoring and respecting, you know, whatever it was my soul wanted to show me, you know, and just allowing my soul to reveal itself to me without placing any expectations on what it would look like, you know. Because sometimes, and like I said, sometimes it's it's not what you expect and it seems kind of strange and like it doesn't make any sense. But if you kind of say those things, you know, your words are very, very powerful. So if you're saying, that doesn't make any sense, I have no idea what this means, why am I doing this anyway, you know, all of this stuff, that's what's blocking you more than anything else, you know, from going as deep as you want to go. And... What kind of unblocks that, at least for me, because, you know, words, hearing, it's all very, very important to me. You know, some people love like visualizations and like energetic stuff that I'm just like not as familiar with. 
um, to do the unblocking in that way. Essentially, whatever it is that you need to do to hold space for yourself, that's it. That is all you need to do to go deeper into the ocean. And it's it's hard to kind of give. And so what's so mysterious about it is it's, it's hard to give examples, you know, beyond my own because it is such a personal thing. But that's something I just like, I feel like that might be, that might be a good place to end. But that, because it is kind of hard to articulate beyond what it is that I know and what it is that, you know, I've been through myself because it is such a personal relationship. But just contemplate that. Contemplate the relationship between your inner parent, your inner child, your inner soul or something like that, you know, whatever words that you want or your inner father, your inner mother, you know, you can use whatever you want and just accept your soul as it comes. So if you feel a natural connection to something, accepting it as it comes instead of thinking, oh, well, it should be this way or it should look like this. If the word should comes up, just, you know, brush it to the side. And there, there is no should, you know, when it comes to this. And it's, it's, it's just something that it's so beautiful and it's hard to put into words except for, you know, examples. But that is, it, that is like a great place to start. You know, it, what it, really all it is is you holding space for yourself and you guiding yourself. That's what these cards are pointing to. So the vessel is understanding that you are always guiding yourself to yourself, you as spirit. So again, honoring the spirit within yourself and honoring the spirit within all life forms. You honoring that you are guiding yourself to wherever you need to be, whenever you need to be. And understanding that and seeing the spirit within everyone. That's like part one. And then we have part two, the eternal child, which is, you know, just letting go, having fun, you know, no judgment, no right or wrong, just like being there and being present with whatever is, you know, presenting itself. And then we have the womb in conjunction with the inner child, which is just holding space for literally whatever comes up. You know, if there were one message to come through that's like so important that will just it will literally guide you there is just hold space for literally whatever comes up without you know without any judgment you know no conditions no nothing holding space for for your soul to just blossom within your own heart that's all you need to do that that's literally it like there's no like crazy secret like but it's just like paying attention you know paying attention to oh, what does really matter to you no matter, you know, where you are or however old you are or like whatever. If it matters to you, it's probably trying to guide you somewhere, you know? So just paying attention to, you know, what is really within your heart and following it as deep as you can. That's how you go deeper and deeper into the ocean. So, okay. I believe that's like a good place to stop. That's something just to contemplate, you know, what would it be like if you just always held space for your soul and how it's growing, you know, instead of, you know, 
you know, try and just seeing, you know, what messages in whatever way, shape or form arise from that. I think that's like a good starting point. And unfortunately, but fortunately, you know, the story of the ocean, it's so it, it is it's just so mysterious. You know, I spent um, what was it? Maybe two days ago. Uh, it was so hot outside, but I hadn't seen the ocean in a really, really long time. So I went to the beach. I found this kind of like shrub thing, this like the tiniest tree on this entire planet. Like I'm taller than the tree to find some shade on the beach. And I just sat by the ocean for hours, you know, because I was like, hmm, I wonder if anything will come through if I just sit here, you know, for a couple of hours. And of course, yes, you know, things do. And what's so... What was so, again, it's just so, it's so mysterious and so unknowable that, you know, talking about the story, it's, that's like kind of where it ends, you know, because it's so mysterious and it, because it's, you know, it goes so deep and because it, the ocean in its entirety is unknowable because there are new life forms, you know, new things, you know, being born all the time and the ocean is always shifting it's it's hard to pin down and it's also just not meant to be pinned down but if anything you know what you would need to know about the story of the ocean is that it is a mystery it's always changing and that is just a beautiful place to begin you know holding space for the mystery within you and wherever the mystery is guiding you that's kind of because it's such it's just such a mysterious card so it's almost like there's so much to say about it, but then at the same time, also not so much because that's what I was going to say. It's um, the story itself. The ocean is the mysterious unknown. And because of that, it is really one where it needs to be. All of them need to be experienced, but this is especially one of the ones that you understand the ocean the more that you experience it within you. So again, perfect, right? The story of the ocean will only take you so far, but when you begin when you begin to explore the mysterious depths of the ocean and you experience them for yourself, that leads to a greater understanding of the ocean than could ever be condensed into an hour, even 2 hours or 6 hours of words. So that is what I will leave you with is in order to understand the story of the ocean, you need to personally experience the mystery of the ocean and holding space for it within you and that will reveal more about the ocean than you could ever imagine so thank you so much for sharing space with me today i'm wondering i feel like the vessel came up so has come up so much so maybe i will finally just talk about the vessel on its own maybe maybe the womb you know what? It could be anything, but I look forward to, you know, sharing space with you again, you know, taking a look into a different archetype, you know, no matter what it may be. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.